One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. Talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe know all there is to know. From masterpieces to deep fried tacos. And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say, There's no telling where the guys will take you. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice, cause we're already. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 709? Close. 7... 710? Which way? 7010? 7000 episodes, gentlemen. That's pretty impressive. Oh, that's a quad dig. That's quad yeah, dig, baby! Quad-dig. Yeah, <laughs> band of bros. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, so uh, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And we have a uh, guest today joining us via the magic of Zoom Tube. Hello. Hi. Introduce yourself. I'm uh, Matthew St. Clair. I'm a freelance film journalist who can primarily be seen on the film experience and award such. And I also have my own newsletter on subsex, cinematic words of a chaotic Gemini. Because I'm a huge Suna guy and I'm a Gemini, so. Oh, there <laughs> now we that go. is brilliant marketing. Yes, I like that. The branding, yes. <laughs> and I saw Matt had seen this movie. You know, we're friends on Facebook and mm-hmm. I had seen him post his review and I'm like, okay, good. I'm telling you right now, this movie... I did not expect it to be this good, but it's pretty funny. It's really funny. It is very, very funny. It's very, very funny. I totally agree. Matt really enjoyed the movie from what I took from his review and his social media postings. Am I correct? Definitely. I I saw the movie back at TIFF, and I already, I want to relive, I want to relive the experience of seeing the movie there. (laughs) That's uh, awesome. Because for one, seeing it with the, with a lively crowd was was pretty neat, but also just for the sheer enjoyment of it. You saw this again in, at regular release? I haven't. I was actually going to, yeah. but I was going to yesterday, but but then I saw my local Cineplex was having a double feature of Mummy and Bride of Frankenstein. That's a and win. I, I just 
I just could not pass that up. No, no, <laughs> I don't blame you at all. That's a that's a big old win. Yeah, that's a but but I bet this song would be fun with a crowd. But okay, I'll let you do your plugs real quick. Okay, yeah. Before yeah. we get to end everything, shameless plugs. Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe uh, leave us a review. That's super helpful and greatly appreciated. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. The group is called the League of Show Shares because we're hoping we'll share an episode. I actually have them. I actually have them this week. Oh, you hey, <laughs> that's good. We're professionals. Yeah. So uh, people who were kind enough to share an episode uh, include librarian Cynthia, Josh Rosen, Christopher Rex, Chris Valls, Heather Sachs, Julianne Jordan, Gabriel Lugo, Tammy Lynn Powers, Betts, Glenn Cougar, Mellon Brewer, Travis Tewitt, Leanne Butisi. Hey, I know that person. Yeah. Who is? Biblically. Is that yes. that person that's always on YouTube commenting about that <laughs> she Joe did, guy? She did once. O- oddly <laughs> enough, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Chris Magic Man, Chris Williams, Edit Photo Gamer, L is Not. It used to be L is Not Well, and now it's L is Not. So All right. I, she's not okay, but she's... Better no longer well? not well. Okay. So that's good. I'll take it. I'll take that as yeah. I'll count that as a win. <laughs> Mike Mike and Oscar, Vertigay three one four, Invasion of the Remake, Linda Wright, Kathia Woods, DW Lundberg, uh, Binge Movies, In Session Film, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd Podcast, Feel and Film, Ronnie Castle, Matt Naglia, and Geek to Me Radio. So thank you very much. And finally, don't forget that we have a Patreon where for five bucks a month, you can get all sorts of bonus content, and you will secretly know that we like you extra, <laughs> but it's not a secret. And no, you'll so. find out what they're talking about there as soon as we do, because hey, I don't know if they're doing Evil Dead the series. I don't know if they're doing Hellraiser. We, Matt, Matt had some stuff. I had some stuff. We weren't able to record this week, but uh, don't worry. There's the Hellraiser Saturday morning cartoon. I mean, sign me up. They gave me an hour notice they weren't recording on Friday, so in that our, was nice. In our defense, <laughs> he said, hey, just let we, you know. we both knew we weren't recording three or four days prior to that <laughs> oh so. and that's on me like that's hmm. that was on me i he <laughs> said interesting he texted me and i was like oh no that's perfect i have my nephew and then i forgot the you message. forgot that i was on the show yes <laughs> <laughs> oh, well glad i didn't move my schedule around yes. <laughs> so uh anyway there's all that let's uh let's dig in shall we so this movie was really fun and the only thing that i have to say from my experience is I wish I had seen this with a crowd much like when I had seen the last movie and I was like yeah and I wish I saw it with a crowd because comedies like this yeah and the laughter is infectious and I thought it was a very fun movie but did you guys end up getting to see it with a crowd yeah I saw a press screening but Luckily, it wasn't a press screening with critics. With just okay, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, no, like they, they there were clearly a lot of people from the gay community had been invited, and so it was definitely like they were having a blast with it, which made it more enjoyable. Okay, yeah, cool, for cool. sure. I, I no, I mean, I had other people in the theater, but it wasn't a crowd. It was like one row of people, and then that was it. I saw it like late on a. I don't know Thursday Thursday night and they were all there to protest. I mean, you know, <laughs> given the where I was in the theater or, or where I or was in the country. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely the, the whole row in front of us were having a good time for yeah. sure. And that helped. That definitely uh, like you said, I think comedies, horror films, like you both kind of need those two like genres you need to see with an audience yeah is the best possible way to see those yeah yeah i wish i had a big crowd but me it was me and katie and then there were there was a group of four guys in the front and then there was one woman to our right it was like five (laughs) other people in theater we were all enjoying it yeah (laughs) yeah it's like this is a this is it's interesting because to me this felt like a very old school romantic comedy. The beats of it are very much old school romantic comedy. Yeah, but the the meat of it, the dressing, 
it, it isn't yeah. right and like, like the that's, with that's little, what makes little, it feel fresh right? with a little aptow yeah. twist to it like the the, ta- the aptow raunch yeah i guess is the best because there are some scenes there's just i mean they they don't shy away from anything for and sure it's hilarious yeah. yeah like the way that they are integrated into the movie i will say the only thing kind of like in some of the romantic comedies of old the the love interest is kind of bland yeah, and that was my only complaint is that I felt like Billy Eichner was so good that he overshadowed the the dude who played the love interest, and he just kind of felt like he was, I mean, window dressing, and he was, I mean, he's a good looking dude. I thought he was That's really awesome. charismatic. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe yeah. it's just the. I mean, I just think sometimes you get a, an actor that is that just has like that that pop of charisma that he kind of can overshadow everybody, and I think Billy Billy Eichner is that guy where he's just so omnipresent on screen. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, he's a big person. Yeah. He's a, yeah. 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 But, uh, so Luke McFarlane is the actor who plays no the, relation to Todd. No. Well, I don't know. Oh, I guess but that's true. Not, I that, know. not that I know okay. of, but he has been in several Hallmark movies. So <laughs> which that makes, okay. I mean, he that's looks like yes. the leading man out of a <laughs> Hallmark <laughs> movie. And I thought it was funny when they had the parody of the Hallmark <laughs> type of stuff in there, but I think it was, Clearly, he was cast for that reason, but I didn't realize that. That's pretty good. But he's very chiseled jaw, very and he's obviously ripped, in good shape and everything. Yes. So he's a handsome guy. He's just he's Jesse Eisenberg to Channing Tatum's Michael Sarah. Oh, interesting. They like the whole time. I just kept thinking like they couldn't get Channing Tatum. <laughs> oh, you thought he was not Channing Tatum, right? I was trying to. There was at first Katie, Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood. <laughs> yeah, Katie, exactly Katie called him not Scott Eastwood because she goes, she goes, no, Scott Eastwood is in this. And then he get at the club, and then he gets closer to the camera, and she goes, I'm starting to second guess myself. But that's exactly what she yeah. called him was more Scott Eastwood. But I could see like with the chiseled jaw and the athletic shape and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what did you think of the casting? And also, as far as uh, a member of the gay community, how do you think that the subject matter was handled? Quite well. As for uh, Luke McFarlane. Well, for one, he's a better actor than Scotty Swid. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no arguments from just, us here. Just putting that out there. Yeah. But also, my, I think with Luke McFarland, I guess one reason I love his performance so much is that I feel like I can sort of identify with him. Just someone who is gladly out, yet still has the slightly feeling of being an outsider because he doesn't seem like a typical gay person. Because, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, hopefully this doesn't come out wrong, but even I... Because I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't seem like a typical gay person because of my affinity for sports and my music, like alternative rock, like Gin Blossoms and Lifehouse. <laughs> I'm like, uh, this feeling, like, do I conform? But the message I took away from bro is that people, is that no matter gay people, no matter how they present themselves, shouldn't have to feel like they're performing or straight acting. They can be, like, you can love going to the gym and sports and want to be a chocolatier. Right. <laughs> For like, sure. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 I mean, no, that's what, that's what I, I mean, the movie has many things of his mind, but that's the one on its mind, but that's the one message that really struck me. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that because it's like, I, I struggle with, with that from the opposite direction that like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not gay spoiler, but, but I, I love musicals and I hate sports and <laughs> like in, like my own dad at one point asked me. Oh really? Yeah. If like, are are you gay? And oh, I'm like, man. no, I'm just really not good with women. <laughs> like I, but but he was just like, but well, you're in all the plays and you, and I'm just like, well, that's that's not 
It's like that's a that's not, it doesn't that's link not, up, Dad. That's not a one to one thing, right, right, you know. Right. And but so it's yeah, it's, that, it's it's interesting to hear you struggle with it from the opposite end of the spectrum. It is it like, and I love the alt rock. Yeah, you do. I do have that yeah. part. That's that's, yeah. that's a given. I got the yeah. alt rock gene. Out of boy. Yeah, out of boy. It is interesting though. Like I do think that Matt, to your point, is I think that film has kind of always done the stereotypical gay dude right yeah. like they've always kind of leaned into the into, into that so to see what's the guy's name luke mcfarland luke mcfarland uh, to see like this character not do any of that and billy eichner obviously i don't think this is much of a stretch of a character for him well i think I, he's playing himself well i yeah. think it was interesting when in this movie at times they say the whole tone it down thing, which I get what they're trying to say, but I'm like, this Billy Eichner is way more reserved oh, than fair. the tone Billy down. Eichner yeah. TV personality. Well, like, and like, I'm like, Billy Eichner does need to tone it down, but not the gay stuff. <laughs> no, 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 the energy stuff. Like, it's the, yeah, it's, the, it's like I referred to him the other day as somebody I was trying to explain to someone who wasn't familiar who he was, and I was like, he's like the gay Bobcat Goldthwait, yeah. right? Like, there's just lots there's of. There's no zero. There's just lots of yelling. Yeah, just the, just and that's, so that's what I thought just was. Always at 11. Yeah. 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 And so I know in this, well, in this movie, when they say tone it down, they didn't even really necessarily mean the gay stuff. They meant like the personality and you're just, your mouth keeps running and talking and everything. And I was thinking, man, this is the most subdued performance I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. of Billy Eichner. Yeah. Watching him in like Billy on the street or the office. Well, or, I mean, because yeah. Billy on the street, Parks he's just rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And Billy on the street, he's just running up to people and yelling <laughs> in their faces. That yeah. is literally, that is his character for his most famous thing. Right. But I thought he was really good. Circling back to the message of the movie, I thought what Matt said was beautiful because that's one of the main takeaways that I brought from it was that we're all people, right? It doesn't matter your sexual orientation. Like that doesn't define you and the things that you like. I mean, that's just a part of being a human. You like this music or working out or sports or whether or podcasting or interviews, whatever you do. And it's not like you shouldn't have to conform to this because it's a stereotype or this is the majority of one person acts like this, whatever. And I thought that was so great. And to show a character like, first of all, to have the leading couple in a romantic comedy of a studio film be gay. Okay. And then played by gay actors. Yeah. And then the message that they're trying to push here about, you know, don't change who you are. Don't lie about yourself. Be yourself. Right. And and that message, I just thought it was wonderfully handled in the way that that felt very authentic and not preachy. Yeah. You know, and, and well, I, you know what I, what I liked about it is it didn't straight wash what the gay lifestyle looks that's like. That's true. And, yeah. and, uh, and I'm not going to lie. I, the only thing I really know about the gay lifestyle as it were, is what I know from listening to Savage Love. Right. Sure. But, but I do know from that, that like, it's different in that. And you see this in the movies that in terms of open relationships and not that, Every gay couple has one, but it's not uncommon right. in a way that you don't see it in the straight community, or at least the straight community doesn't let you see it. There it is. Right. There's that. Yeah. Right. And so I thought it was it was nice to see that. And I think that probably will be off putting to some people or it will be new information for some people. But I thought that was really smart and brave to like we're I'm not gonna dial this down for the straight crowd. Yeah, so I, I guess that's my question. Is this written? And directed or written by a gay dude? It's, it's written by him, isn't it? Is it Billy? But I thought there was a somebody else. Nicholas Stoller. Oh, okay. Who directed? Yeah, Nicholas Nicholas Stoller is, I believe, is straight, and he co-wrote the script with Billy Eichner. Okay, uh, but I think that's also the factor, right? We've talked. We kind of talked about 
maybe man, there was something we just reviewed where it's like it it came from a woman's point of view. I I, mean, I wish I could remember what it was, but it, like it felt even though it came from a woman's point of view, if, maybe it was it was a barbarian. Don't worry, darling, because the, it, yes, it yes, was yes, written yes. by the Van Dyke grandchildren, that's and what then it was. she took it and, and then kind of redid and wrote it and, the, yeah, and mucked it up a little. For well, that's either here or there. You listen to the episode, it's yeah. Not, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think having a, a that point of view does make it more real, yeah, and and not you know straight washing it. Matt, overall, did you feel that their representation, what Billy Eichner was writing about just the dating and the, you know, just all these things, did it feel authentic to you? Yeah. I won't go into too much, Shield, but I've had sure. my experience dating men with who, who have been ah, yeah. from open relationships, so it, it is fairly accurate, and I, I do admire just how unapologetically frank Yeah, it is, and it's... uh and it's sexual content because you don't. I guess that's one thing about it that's so groundbreaking. Because on a on a such a on a mainstream gay rom com like this, you don't see that kind of. You know, you don't see that kind of gay sexual content. Well, that's the that's the thing, right? Because like we were saying, this being a studio romantic comedy, they easily could just say, "Here, the two lead characters are gay," and yeah. then just put them in every romantic. They could take a Sandra Bullock script and, and just, just be like, "Make her a dude, go right," and, and, and not they didn't, and not yeah. focus on any of the other parts of the gay lifestyle. Any of the the like when he has grinder and the, you know that yeah. kind of stuff, and going to the club, like right. they actually tailored it to different experiences instead of like you said, search and replace to oh, it's just a gay love interest instead of straight, right? Well, uh, I I think it's kind of the uh, the guest who's coming to dinner of vacation of gay people, right? Okay. Like, like when guess who's coming to dinner? Sydney Portier, Spencer Tracy, yeah, Catherine Hepburn, Bernie Mac, like, and uh, Ashton Kutcher. I get you. Yeah, the yeah. remake. <laughs> yes, but you know, like that was a groundbreaking film for its time. The idea of this white girl bringing home a black man to meet the family, and like. And now you look at it and it's a little cringy because it's like, I mean, they have to set Sidney Portier's character up to be like this perfect thing. Sure. Right. Sure. Like, like he's a doctor and I think he was like somewhere overseas helping sick people. Like it was, right. I mean, it was just like he's just this perfect thing that you could never have any flaws in. Right. And so you would see that in, in, in the kind of message movies for a long time. And I think that that happens with, with gay characters sometimes is that they're either before people were more self-aware, they were either like creepy villains yeah, or yeah. they were these perfect things that just existed to, be the best friend or something like that right and so and this yeah. the characters are flawed because right. they're human Every, and everybody's flawed right everybody, right? everybody yeah. has their own yeah. their own stuff going on about what you guys said about the nature of the gay characters having to be to have pitch perfect representation that honestly it's what bugged me so much about the uh the discourse surrounding happiest season with Kristen stewart and Mackenzie davis yeah yeah i feel like the criticism came from it not having the ending that they wanted because because he, I mean even though uh yeah it's easy to see Harper as the villain she's real I'm the Mackenzie Davis character she's she's still I see her as a flawed human being like petrified of what would happen if her if her parents found out she was gay and I feel like by showing her as a flawed normal flawed human it's 
showing how everyone's coming out journey is not all sunshine and roses. For sure. I know my, my problem with that movie, was it was it Aubrey Plaza who pops up as the friend from high school? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I like that relationship better. Like, oh. I, like I... Yeah, like, that's... Like, that... My problem with that is... I mean, it's not... Like, that isn't the issue. It's yeah. just people hated it because it wasn't the ending they wanted. Right. Yeah. That's hard sometimes when you project certain things onto movies and, and feel like that... Why, why'd you do it this way? By and large, the reviews have been positive, but yeah. the complaints people seem to have, even if they like it, is that... It so much follows the beats of a rom-com. Very I, much so. And I'm like, just like, but then you're missing the point. Well, it's like, I like singing in the rain, but do they need, do they need to sing all the time? <laughs> right. like, like, the beauty of this exactly. film was showing you can have a traditional rom-com with gay characters. Right. Like, the whole point <laughs> is, like, not everything needs to be have this tragic ending. Like, it's or, okay but to But not everything yeah. has to be, like what Matt was saying earlier, your idea of what a gay movie should right. be. Should it be flamboyant? Should it be ultra colorful? Should they sing? I mean, what what do you want it to be? It's like no, it's a romantic comedy. Maybe they do sing, but but you know, but it's like, but what? But yeah. what is what is your idea of what a gay romantic comedy? No, the point well, is they're humans, and it's a romantic comedy. I think, right? I think to that point, the we've had the the romantic comedy has kind of been altered since Crazy Stupid Love. Mm-hmm. I think that because which is I think one of the greatest oh romantic gosh. comedies of ever of I think, all time. But yeah. like that doesn't follow the traditional beats of a romantic comedy, right? It is at its core, but it just doesn't follow that. And I think this is definitely, this is a throwback to Mm -hmm. like, what was the, you know, the Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey movies. All that stuff. Or the Tom Hanks, Matt Ryan stuff. That's definitely, yeah. Don't they even show You've Got Mail in this movie? Yeah. 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 When Harry Met Sally, all the Nora Ephron stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so it is, I mean, people, our, people who watch movies, right? know. That the quote unquote romantic comedy from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s did follow like, okay, they don't like each other. They're going to hang out. Right. They're going to like each other. There's going to be some conflict that that's going to make them split up. That construct goes all the way back to It Happened One Night yeah. with Clark Gable, like yep. 1934. Uh, yeah. They've been remaking that movie for <laughs> almost 100 years. Yeah. Or His Girl Friday. Yeah. All of it. Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell just. For sure, always yeah. being at odds with each it's, other. It's Ooh, like if it ain't broke, don't that's fix exactly it, right? It, yeah. Like that's, that's exactly what it. it's. People and, and, love that. And then <laughs> the way they make it fresh is they put it in a new setting, right? Right. right. Like in it's you know it's, you know what it's like a you know he's a firefighter and she's an arson inspector with a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> this summer it's Matthew McConaughey and Sandra Bullock in too hot to handle. Right. They, like were they ever in the same movie together. I don't know. They were in my head just now. Yeah. I just saw the whole let's, thing. Let's ta- yeah. let's, let's edit that out. All right. <laughs> just in case like, we get, like all of a sudden here's Matthew McConaughey. He's like, I'll go back to the rom-coms for a little bit. I'll make that. I just want a story by credit. So, but <laughs> but yeah, so and that's part of what makes this movie feel fresh, even though it's laid over these yeah. beats that are almost a hundred years old, is because this is this is a view we've never seen represented in a rom com. Yeah, yeah, which I think is great. Right. So plot wise, speaking of representation, the real representation here, another podcaster <laughs> yeah. in movies. Oh, Every that, character in a movie. That part you're like so that's one of my comp- complaints about oh. like that opening scene where he's podcasting, like one 
podcasts don't have live phone calls. That's also true. That's can't, not a thing. Can't do that it. was weird when he had a caller. I guess yeah. it was more like a radio show that's in a podcast form. But he was doing a radio show essentially. Yeah, it, but then no, because they say the, the says, podcast is blue. no, 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 no. But I mean, like uh, you can stream, you can live stream a podcast, and you could have calls, like in oh. theory. But then you're basically doing a radio form, right. but releasing it as a podcast. He's doing a radio. show. Also, yeah, so it was but, some very lazy exposition. Very like, <laughs> right. Like I mean, fair, fair. That was some very lazy. And also, he has this huge podcast that then never gets mentioned again. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Th- Two thirds through the movie, I go, is he ever got a podcast? He, he had 400,000 people watching his podcast right. in the opening, and he never podcasts again. That's also like, you do have to stay consistent. You don't pod fade at that point. No, you yeah. like, <laughs> you're, you're fully monetized, man. You're, you're talking about Blue Chew and Liquid oh, yeah. Death and oh, yeah. Better Help. Oh, man. Matt Reedy's feed is gonna go crazy yeah. i just it was so funny how they never even show him like in a scene like being part of the plot like like oh i have to go record my podcast right. like how do they never mention the the half a million listeners and you gotta podcast. figure he's doing what one a week maybe well, i mean you, you would, would think, think at, if you least. Have, like, at, at the least yeah. if you have four hundred thousand people you're probably doing a daily yeah like, a monday through true. friday podcast patreon but... that you're not anyway but it was funny that they did use it as kind of a way to set it up because honestly he could have just been a museum curator he didn't have to be a podcaster it was just they had, they had to give you an information dump. What can we do? What can we yeah. do? With, oh, he's a podcaster. So it was that, very interesting that to we'll set never it. talk about it. But again. I thought, like, you know, when Halloween 2018 yeah. came out, we were like, oh, a podcaster on the big screen. Seriously, how many movies now <laughs> yeah. do we review when there's a podcaster in it? But I guess it just shows you how mainstream podcasting Yeah, but it is. But, uh, man. It was those, very funny, though, because what was the last one? Those we, poor podcasters we just Halloween. covered a movie that had a podcaster in it, I swear. Vengeance. Vengeance. <laughs> was, yeah, okay, so that was, like, the premise of it. Yeah, like that. yeah, that was a few episodes ago. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. Maybe the for Halloween kills or ends, they'll bring bring a podcaster back to. I hope about, so to finish talk up. About, talk about the podcasters oh, that Michael Myers killed. Blair Witch. <laughs> the, we found the podcast. You know, they were doing a podcast oh, on the road right. and interviewing. Yeah, we was, found the podcast, and we're gonna yeah. finish it. They. Oh my god, <laughs> take that out too. I don't want the. Make sure that nobody takes that idea. Oh, oh was that the premise of the last one? Oh, I don't know. I just made it up. That's what I'm saying. Don't don't put that out out there. God dang it. The hidden podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, we're introduced to Billy Eichner and he's this podcaster and he basically says, uh, I don't want a relationship. I don't want I I'm I'm happy being single, but I'm not really happy being single. Like he kind of like alludes to that. Yeah. And then it's revealed that he has become the curator for the very first uh, LGBTQA plus um, history museum. And it's not like. He, he wants to get into the actual history of the struggle and the and the people who were on the front lines in the very beginning of this whole thing of the uh, of people coming out and expressing themselves and their own sexuality. And it's also like you get a really fun group where they're all just trying to get their own stuff into the museum. And I like I like them as a group where they're yeah. all not friends, but they're like that's the way I took it is like. We're cordial because we work together, but we are not. But they don't have anything in common Correct. other than straight world <laughs> thinks they have sex weird. That's right, right? Like that's <laughs> that's the only ultimate thing they have in common, which I thought was a was a was a funny dynamic and and something you don't see in movies very much is the kind of infighting in in that world. Yeah. of you know there is there is this thought of like people think oh put a straight white guy or put a put a a cisgendered gay white guy in your movie 
and you've represented the LGBTQ Done. world, uh, and true. and it's that's like not but, the case but, anymore. Yeah, but you you left out a lot of letters, right? <laughs> right. And so, and that's what Billy Eichner in the movie even says that, right? right. He, you, you know, he keeps yeah. referring to himself as cis white gay right. guy, right? And so they're pointing that out. There's so many different types in that spectrum, and they the representation is really good with that group at, yeah. the, at the museum, right? Because you're showing all different sorts of people. Right. I think that's when he complains about like the Hallmark movies starting to incorporate does, that. Yes. Like yeah. they have a very straight washed version of it. And so I think that's I'm clearly very purposeful right. of is that he also knows even as someone who is in an you know an oppressed community he has this privilege that of that oppressed world that oh sure he's the least he has it easier. like right there's way more people right. that are accepting of his lifestyle than are accepting of a trans lifestyle sure or sure, sure, sure and yeah. using the hallmark movies was very clever to show yeah. like oh it's their very minimal minimal <laughs> effort for that representation right <laughs> the, with those the, movies the poly one at the end yeah, yeah. just the best holly holly, 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 holly christmas and it was, was called hilarious <laughs> it was like hall hark or something it was like hall a, heart hall heart. heart okay heart mark no it was ha- hall heart hall heart i think it was hall heart okay but yeah. it because at first when he said it and they're kind of making fun of them i'm like did they just use hallmark i did think the sounded, same thing i was like man that's a bold move the first <laughs> one i think they probably purposely said it it sounded just like hallmark yeah, right right and then you saw it and they kept saying it i'm like oh they did change do it. they I, I honestly i pay no attention to that do they are they only on TV? Like, do they are they like attached to ABC or is it just whoever picks the it Hallmark up? Channel? Right? There's a Hallmark Channel, but they're not like the Hallmark Channel isn't like a, a subsidiary of somebody else, right? Or they? Oh, own, I don't know. Someone probably own owns them. They all own everything, but they're their own channel though. So they and yeah. they make tons of movies, especially over the holidays. Don't they do like one a day starting in I November? Mean, they, I mean, they have the content that they've already created, and then they also have like yeah, every year they make like. I, I mean, I yeah, it's Tons. like thirty to sixty, yeah. and then Lifetime does it too. Oh, and right, then now right, there's right. a new one starting up. Yeah, Netflix. Well, no, <laughs> but there's a new like Hallmark style channel. Oh, because they just poached like uh, Candace whatever from Full House. Candace Cameron, Candace Cameron Burry. There, there we go. Yeah, and and they poached a couple other people that were in all these Hallmark oh. movies oh. to come over there. And I think what's driving that is Hallmark has been getting more inclusive as much as this movie ah. bags on their version of inclusive like hallmark's been getting more inclusive and this new channel is starting up that's like no come over here and so like because that well can't can can, yeah right, right there's is one very, is very concerned <laughs> so they're poaching these the, oh. the more conservative ones over to to do the old-fashioned you know big city girl learns that that Christmas she in- should be home making cookies <laughs> But that's that's another reason why I think that Luke McFarlane is such perfect casting, especially when I looked him up and he's been in the Hallmark movies because he's such a believable romantic lead. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, he yeah. literally is. Right, right. So, yeah, they, uh, Billy Eichner goes to like a dinner and we're introduced to kind of his to his group of friends. Uh, and it is interesting to see like when the, the, the two dudes introduce that they're in a thruple. Yeah. Like even even Billy Eichner was like, what? What are you doing? So it's interesting to see even uh, someone who is in the gay community is also like, you're out of your mind with this choice that you're making with your life. So I do. I did find that also kind of interesting. But yeah, you've got the because well, it doesn't ma- like that's that is a subject which would be 
they would raise eyebrows no matter what right. community or your orientation or whatever. It's like that's a whole nother person in a relationship, <laughs> yeah. and relationships we're, are hard enough with two people. We're both dating him, and he's just like. Yeah. Oh my like, God. Okay. The, the cutaway the, the, gag the, the, with the grandma. Yeah. Oh my gosh. As soon as that happened, I'm like, okay, we're in this movie. Well, I like to, this. to me, that feels like Judd Aptow. Right. There yeah. are certain beats in this movie where I was like, well, there he is. There he is. There he is. So, but but it's I, also like Nicholas Stoller. I think he wrote those Muppet movies. Yeah. The, right. So so like he's a very funny guy, and those Muppet movies are amazing. The yeah. new the new Muppet movies. They did a great job with them. So Nicholas Stoller co-writing this with Absolutely. Billy Eichner. I think those two did a great job and and Billy Eichner brought a lot of his experiences and and obviously these points that he does a really good job portraying this character and driving these points home that we've talked about and then I think Nicholas Stoller with the comedy that we've seen in his other comedy. I mean, he's great at comedy. And so yeah, the two work very it, it, well. I will say like yeah. trying I am a bit of a Nicholas Stoller fan. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Particularly because of how he uh yeah, along with Paul Feig, helped introduce Rose Byrne as a comic genius. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, the spy, Rose Byrne and spy. <laughs> Even in Bridesmaids, she's oh true, great. she's true. great in Bridesmaids. Oh, neighbors, oh Neighbors, neighbors. Yeah. that's fantastic. I like Neighbors. Wasn't there a second one? There a second I never one. saw the second one. Second but the first one's one was funny. The second one's got um, oh, what's Hit Girl? Oh, okay. Is the, Chloe Moretz. Yes, yeah. thank you. I like I like Zac Efron. I think he's good. Like you know how a lot of people he got in the same the Pattinson and the we were talking a little bit about Harry Styles even though he's not quite there yet. He's yeah. just starting more with no. the acting. But <laughs> but I mean when people typecast people, oh you're this right? You've been in this teen. You're movie. the you're the pretty been, boy, right? And yeah. and so Zac it's Efron, the bane of my existence. Man. I know Tom yeah. deals with welcome, welcome every. To my, now you're seeing it. Welcome to my world, yeah. the pretty boy of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, Zac Efron got typecast in that. Uh, high School Musical, right? Yeah. It oh, was, yeah. just time. like yeah. the other ones and their things. But he's really good. I think he's. I good think comedy. He's, he's very yeah. funny. Good and dramatic stuff. What did it? What was the? You the, liked him in that DJ movie. Is your favorite? Oh my god, that movie's <laughs> so bad. Is that, is that time travel? Which one? Was, was that the one that was? What's the one time where like? Travel. I don't think Zach Project Evan. Almanac is he not no, in that? I don't think no. he's in that. No. What was the DJ one? The you, we these are, are my friends. We are your friends. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by Max from Catfish. Yeah, what a garbage movie that was. So bad. <laughs> Go back and find. If you can find that in the feed somewhere, <laughs> that is early on in real spoilers. But that movie sucks. Yeah, bad. He's but not because Zach. No, no, no. No, he's, he's Johnny Storm. If they don't cast him as Johnny Storm. That is a missed uh, opportunity. I didn't know it was directed by the catfish guy. Yeah, that was he left <laughs> catfish for <laughs> to do that to do that, oh, and then came back, like and a, now he's gone again. But yeah, woof. Yeah. He's directing. We are your friends too. Yeah, we are still your friends. <laughs> well, man, if they if they get to we're your friends too, <laughs> I quit. Man, then <laughs> Hollywood is officially out of IPs <laughs> yeah, yeah, to reboot. No kidding. No, <laughs> yeah. no joke. So they he announced. You know, they had this really funny scene where they're all arguing over who you know the uh, bisexuality awareness week, and then. Uh, back at the museum. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, Billy Eckner is just kind of living his life, and he ends up going to this club, and he's talking. Who I thought the, the this friend is the guy that I wanted to be like. He was the hilarious. Friend. That yeah, one. that dude is amazing. I think it's Guy Branham. Oh man, who plays yeah. Henry? Uh, he was hilarious. I was really hoping that they <laughs> would else? give yeah. him a straight best friend. The straight people oh, always have the game. Right, right, right. I, I loved Guy Branham. Yeah. I especially loved how, even though he's the the plus the plus sized gay sidekick in a in a raunchy comedy, his fatness is never a punchline. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. That's a good sure. point. I I love that 
I love that very much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was great. I noticed that too when I was watching. I'm like, yeah, they're not being mean about the way he looks or anything. He's yeah. just the the best friend. And um, yeah, his I, remarks yeah, about oh like the God. old guy. He, he looks like a ripped <laughs> Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> every single time he opened his mouth, every line from him, he was hilarious. And I think he even made Billy Eichner break at one point because his character oh, really? was not laughing in the movie. And he says something, one of those lines. Oh, it might have been the Dumbledore so one, good. something. And you see Billy Eichner laugh. And I, it seemed like he made him break. I can imagine. I will say though, when they when they showed that guy, I was like, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's a, he's a ripped Dumbledore. That is, that's an impressive yep. looking man. Hilarious. So, and it's this point that typical romantic comedy your your lead sees who's going to be the love interest from across the room mm-hmm. and of course this guy <laughs> i do like where i think before he goes to the club she's like oh you're going to that one of the friends is like he goes going- to his sister and, oh and that's then, right is that right yeah, he goes to his sister's house, and then uh, another thing that they don't... Are you uh, going to that club where you're going to take your shirt off? He's yeah. like, I don't take my shirt off. You think, you think of the stereotypical <laughs> clubs, and they cut to it, and everyone's dancing Everybody's with their shirts, shirts off. off. Yep. But, but what they do that you never really see, though, is they with the kid, right? Like, they... they he says, or should we be talking about this around yeah. him? Like the way, they're we, like a little too accepting. Like, yeah, like, where, where he yeah. says, I, I wish that like gay sex was a more taboo among right. straight people. Yeah, <laughs> but but so they're talking about it. And I just thought that was refreshing because it comes up again when Billy Atkins is talking to yeah. uh, Luke McFarlane's mom the, yeah. and later. But it's like they're not shying away because just like in the way that kids i mean yeah you're right maybe it's a little too much but yeah. for the comedy but the point is you don't shy away from saying that these straight people are in a relationship around kids right, right. and so it's like but they were straight up talking about anal sex in front of their for, kids for, the, so like, for the joke yes yeah. obviously what that, is it? oh it was the bottom dance yeah. right he was like oh god that was the joke <laughs> yeah. to make it awkward whatever but the point though i liked they made where they were just at least open about talking about yeah these yeah. people are gay and and right. later on again when he brings it up around the kids oh this is a good time is, to introduce real them. quick is the, the so the the woman that plays Luke McFarland's mom was the the neighbor off Married with Children, right? Is that who she was? She looked familiar, That's but I couldn't I, place her. But like in Married with Children, I think she comes out as gay. I think the actress is as well. That's, and what that's I why they wrote okay. the, that storyline. Okay, that makes sense. But I'm I pretty believe. sure Amanda I, Bierce, and she's in Married with Children. Yeah, she was second. She was the 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 neighbor, Marcy. Marcy. Oh man, okay. Marcy was the worst. That although, was really fun at the end. Although. <laughs> Points to Joe for referencing her from being in Married with Children and not from Fright Night. I knew right. she was. I know she. Trust me, <laughs> that's her number she, one known for. I, <laughs> it is that she was the girlfriend in Fright Night. Okay. Also, man, that oh, if you've never seen Fright Night, do yourself a favor and do it. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Fun. Yeah, that's it's so good. Yeah. So Bobby, Bobby, who is Billy Eichner's character, sees Aaron, Aaron. Luke McFarlane from yes, across the room, and they <laughs> and the friend Henry <laughs> says like, oh, he's. Everyone says he's boring and, and it, i will say like him. he does come off boring like in this initial interaction between the two he does kind of come off boring which is the point of the character which is because the point. he's yes. working his suit and tie job he hates his life and he's not uh, he's i wouldn't say trying to hide i but think he just he, no he's the exact same person almost like his characteristics are the exact same as bobby's in that he doesn't really want a relationship he's just kind of doing his own thing like he's he's telling bobby right he's like i'm gonna go have sex with this guy and his husband when we leave here and he was just like what wait what so very matter of fact yeah he's very (laughs) matter of fact and he almost he pulls a batman where like they're in this conversation and billy eichner (laughs) does say something that's kind of dickish yeah and he turns around and aaron's gone 
Like he yeah. and we don't see him leave. Like even as a, as a viewer of the movie, he, we don't see. Well, him right, walk it's a away. cut. They cut to close up on Bobby, and then they cut back and which seems like a like a gone. very like comedy trope. Yeah, you yeah. know, like if you put if you set that somewhere in like an office, it's the same thing. Where he's like, wait, what the hell happened? Yeah. Right. And he does it to him multiple times. He keeps disappearing <laughs> on him. And the thing, and, and I guess the thing is that you're right. Even more so than Bobby, Aaron's thing is that he's just so not looking for anything he likes the way his life is he's not trying to get into anything and bobby keeps saying things where he's just like oh no this guy wants more i'm not oh, you think that way i th- i definitely feel I that way it. like as they as they're progressing remember when he tried to kiss him and he didn't want it? like he's very That's much like true. i don't even want this is getting too close to a relationship even the beginning like even i think he could just read that bobby wanted more than he was comfortable with right he wanted to go hook up with the guy and his husband that's his you know no strings attached and I think the kissing and the the moment they had, they almost like a little meet cute moment, like right? A Very much so, yeah. And and so that was like, nope, I'm out of here. Yeah. So that 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 then that becomes our focus for the most part is Billy Eichner's trying to get this museum up and going, and he the, I guess the the it's been pushed back, like the uh, the opening has been pushed back a, a couple times. Yeah. So there's a little bit of fear that this isn't going to happen. I. I think the Deborah Messing scene is amazing. Is, yeah, it was great. Deborah I Messing. love that scene so much. Yeah, it was great. great. And it's so true about any kind like, of actor. Yeah, it's like, kid. I have no idea if it's true, but it's true. I think it yeah. might be true for her. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, I mean, how so how long did that series run? It was like seven or eight seasons. And then, and then, it got, they, and then, and then they brought reboot? it back for, I think it only ended up lasting one season as a reboot. Maybe it was two. Maybe two. Well, we've talked about this with TV characters. There's something so personal is an audience and I'm not saying necessarily any of us are like this, but when you come into someone's home for a decade, yeah, once a week and reruns, you for feel sure. like you have this connection to them and they become the character. Like right. you, you don't, there's no disconnect. You just see that you see her as grace and, and she's like, I'm yeah. not grace. I played a character. Well, and then add to the fact, add to the fact that like, that was the only version of gayness on television. I was thinking the, the same thing. So, it's, yeah. it's, so if you were in any part of that community, like you, that you probably watched that and it was True. really important to you. So yeah. it's, did they, I feel like that mean, I'm, I remember watching that show from start to finish. Like, yeah. But I did watched they, it. Did they partner there, that yeah. with something? I mean, it, like was, it was like TGIF, right? Part of the Thursday night NBC lineup, yeah, yeah, I thought. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's a good point. I never really think back to, like I said, I watched that when it aired and thought it was really funny. And I, think I never. It was like a middle show. I think, I feel like it was either like in between it Friends went and like Seinfeld. Friends, Will and Grace, Seinfeld, or something yeah, like that. ER. Yeah. But that must be one of the first uh, like mainstream gay representation in a TV show. Like to have the main characters be the. So the first reoccurring gay character on a sitcom, you you want to go down this rabbit hole with me? Because I'll do it. I'll do (laughs) it. First, the first reoccurring gay would have been Billy Crystal on Soap. Oh, and, sure. And if you go back and watch that, it is not aged well. Their mm-hmm. heart was in the right place, but they had no idea what gayness looked like. He starts off being very effeminate. I mean, like, very. Well, yeah, the first clue, you said it's Billy Crystal? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> and then and then at one point, his character wants to have a sex change, which that's not, as we would define it now, necessarily quote-unquote gay right right that's trans and then then he has the epiphany that that's not what he wants and so and then and then i will say after that storyline at the very beginning they like they kind of like they dial that they they tone that down and he's still gay but but he's not quite as is prancy i got you and as he is at the beginning 
Um, but the show Will and Grace, Will is this is the first show gay, focused around. Yeah, that's why I'm so that's a huge milestone yeah. in, For in sure. history and representation. So you're right, that would yeah. be a very important TV show to people oh, yeah. in the community. Yeah. And I can see why how they would even latch on to her as a character even more. But it is funny because we've brought that up how. It's like these are actors playing a role, right. and people come to them like they're their you know, best friends. Something about television, where it's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And, and this person's like, "This is a total stranger. I don't know them, but you feel like you know the person." You know, <laughs> who I feel like who I think that probably affects the most is that wrestlers. Oh, true. You know, yeah, like yeah. those guys play characters on TV, and then they have to go into public and they play and they, the character. The, the Hulk Hogan the character. on TV is not Hulk Hogan at home, yeah. but when he go, does appearances. He's got to be Hulk Hogan. Right. You know, like, it follows yeah. them off the TV yeah. into their public appearances. And everything. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're like method acting their Kinda, whole life. And not, really. and obviously. Maybe, maybe even Simon Cowell. That, yeah. That's a yeah. great, yeah, for he, sure. That's a great point. Yeah. Or like, yeah. what's the Gordon Ramsay? I Gordon heard he's Ramsay? nice in real life, but he does have a kind of a character that follows for him. For sure, for sure. Watch him do MasterChef Junior compared to Matt. Yeah, Chef. I heard it's he's like, really he's nice to the kids. Nice to the kids. <laughs> Don, Don Rickles. Don Rickles right? is a great. Rickles. And people oh, would get gosh. to the point where they're like, I want Don do the Rickles mean to thing. Yeah, if you me. Larry, like, call the, me a hockey puck. Larry the Cable Guy and Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, two prime examples. Yeah, the character that follows them. So you're right. But but yeah. So anyway, that was a very funny and I wonder if. You know, if that's Billy Eichner also writing, he's like, can I, I get, mean, can I get Deborah Messing in this movie? Well, yeah. well, okay, well maybe as much. My my point. I mean, she's a great because of her history in the gay community with the show and everything. But I wonder if that's him not wanting to be Billy on the street in his real life. Oh, that's yeah. a character. Oh, yeah, he it's, sees that. Yeah, I think that's got to be truthful to sure, him because sure, sure. I mean, look at him in this movie and even look at him in interviews. Yes, he plays it up a little bit like his Billy on the street character, but he's a lot more. Reserve. Yeah, he's yeah. not the Billy on the street. Seriously, and I think it's a funny. That's a I great love, bit. But I love that. Those, those yelling are at people in their face, screaming <laughs> at them. Name a woman, and they're like, uh, 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 and he just like yells at them and runs away. It's so funny. He uh, <laughs> he did promotional Billy on the streets to promote this movie. Yeah, and I only saw two. I don't know if there's more, but he did one with Jack Black and one with Paul Rudd, and they're very funny. He's the uh, best. N- name a Jack Black movie. Name uh, one, and the uh, person can't. And, <laughs> and you know that even if you knew the movies, being confronted like that on the street, you would freak. He's like, yeah, I was like, I, who? And it's so funny when they uh, they thought he was Zach Galifianakis, one of them, because <laughs> he's got the big beard. And right. He's like, the hangover? He's like, no. <laughs> I also, I, that was an interesting line in this movie where Bobby and Aaron are walking down the street and they're asking, you know, what's your favorite movie? And Aaron says the hangover. And it's one of those things that I don't even think about. But Billy Eichner's character is absolutely right. Like, it's, it's the highest. It's the first I don't know if it's the first thing, but it's pretty close. And One of the first things when you meet Brad, Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper as the teacher. Yeah, well, he is stealing money from children. But when he pulls <laughs> up to um, Stu's house. Right. And the he, joke. The quote, joke. Unquote, and, and it's, but like, and he's like, that's from 2009. Yeah, that's it's not, not that long. That long yeah. Not that long. And it's like, look how far we've come, though. Like, you just absolutely could not do that nowadays. <laughs> absolutely so, not. Even well, I guess. Now, hold on a second. They did it in Barbarian. But, but he was show, the bad guy. To show he Correct. was the bad guy. Correct. Now I will say in the in the somewhat defensive hangover, Bradley Cooper's character is supposed to be a douche, a but you're also supposed yeah. to end up liking him in the long run. Yeah. In the long run, and so that that make it's it's you know it's it's you're like not it, supposed to like the guys in blazing saddles that use the n word, right? right? Like yes. there's no redemption for yes. them, so you can make them do villainous. Yeah, it's things. like you <laughs> don't get mad at 12 years a slave because somebody uses the n word. They're a slave owner. Right. Like they're, I mean, you're mad at them, but you're not mad at the film. Right, right. Like, sure, it's sure, like sure. It, it's part of a larger tapestry of what they're trying to tell you. Right, 
But I also not necessarily with the hangover. No, but yeah. no. This is pretty smart writing too, though, because not only is this making a good point about media and how far we've come and what was acceptable just a decade ago, Aaron also says, I'm not offended by it. It's my favorite movie. Like yeah. I'm not that sensitive, which I think was kind of cool because he could see, yeah. he could see the whole movie isn't ruined because of one bad aged poorly line. Right. right. Yeah. I, I do agree with, I mean, as we, we probably on social media, we probably have these conversations about problematic art. You can still enjoy it while still having a conversation while how, why it's so stuck in the past. But I think I think rather than leave it in the past, we should we can have a people can have discussions about how we can do better in the future. Like them discussing The Hangover with Aaron saying, yeah, I like the movie. It's a product of its time. But exactly. It, yeah, a- agree. You know, it's funny because when you when you talk about problematic art, I mean, there are people now who say the same thing about Will and Grace, right? Like, Oh, sure. You know, I mean, the main character is gay, but the actor isn't. Mm-hmm. And it and it is one of those very kind of straight-washed versions of what gay life looks like. But people forget that... At the time. At the time, like, you mean, is it fair? No, but, like, you have to take baby steps sometimes. And if they hadn't made those concessions and to get that into the mainstream and it hadn't have been the popular show it was right you you wouldn't get the next step right right, right? you'd be robbed yeah. of all the good yeah. things that that show brought and so it wasn't perfect and but what is and as yeah. things age we keep finding these imperfections i always think of the show barney miller okay well we know that <laughs> <laughs> sure but, and right. so oh. there are there are two gay characters on barney miller that are reoccurring they pop up a couple times a season okay and uh and if you go back and watch it now, it can be a little cringy. Like they're, you know, but ultimately, all the poli- there's one police officer who's very put off by them, and and and, but for the most part, the the cops are are like they're pretty nice to him, but but the characters are very over the top by today's standards. But at the time, mm-hmm. Barney Miller won awards from the gay community they were working with with the gay community to help them tailor these characters to be more truthful but still work in a sitcom right? sure and so but now you go back and you're like i don't know <laughs> but at the time that was as good as it got man right. like well, that's, it, I mean, we've said that before right where you you just have to take bad news bears is, is my all always my go-to right like there is some language in that movie that is absolutely unacceptable sure but you got to look at when it was made. I am the same age as those kids. Right. And I can tell you that's what that world looked that's like. That's exactly it. Yeah. And you just have to, you know, and that uh, to Matt, to your point, you just have to have a conversation. But but if you hide it, if you erase that's it from the history, problem. no one can talk about where we came from and how right. far and, and learn from it. And I think that's a great point Matt made. Put the disclaimers at the beginning of the movies. Those, those, those cartoons, right? Those, right? those, That's, yeah, those uh, Looney Tunes. But don't cartoons. delete them. Yeah. Put the disclaimer. Learn from it because people are going to repeat the same mistakes if you don't show these things and teach them and say this was bad and we know it's bad. This is unacceptable. This language and, is unacceptable. Right? You know, history repeats itself. Yeah. So I, I do agree. And to we're ha- actually, it's interesting, and this may be very topical, but right now the big discussion online, I'm sure Matt has seen it, is blonde. People oh, are going yeah. online and saying, if you like Blonde, you are a horrible person and you should have this your is the credit Mar- card taken Mar- away. Monroe yeah, biopic. I mean, there's a lot of people that it, the movie is like 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, right? You love it or you hate it kind of a thing. Or, you know, there's not a lot of middle ground there. But 
people are entitled to their opinion. And someone said something really, I think it was Chris Evangelista online. He says, when did, when did we stop being able to view and discuss difficult art? Like, Art doesn't have to be 2016, (laughs) but when you present art, it doesn't have to be either or like problematic. Maybe he said problematic. Sorry. I'm just off the top of my head. But when did we stop being able to discuss problematic art? Like art doesn't have to be perfect and have no issues to be discussed or even to be enjoyed or appreciated. We can discuss it and we can talk about it. Well, that's, that's but the now whole it's point. like that's but people, the whole point of art, right? Is to invoke a discussion. But you've yeah. got a whole new mindset of people saying, "Well, there's this problem in it, and so if you like it, you are the problem, or if you watch it or talk about it, you are the problem." Instead of letting this art exist and people discuss it. So you're so, saying we're not covering it next week? <laughs> I don't think we are, <laughs> but not because of that conversation. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just we'll we'll kind of this is again this movie does follow. The, the beats almost identical to your typical romantic comedy where they get together they and then they get a little you know things are moving in the right direction they get a little too close Aaron pulls back this we get to the Deborah messing scene where which is just fantastic and then they end up like oh then reconnecting when Deborah, when Deborah, and, Deborah messing gets so mad <laughs> and then she walks away and then they're all standing there and like what'd you do to Deborah messing <laughs> right and she comes back she's like the door is locked okay I'll get this no I don't want you to do it I want her to do it <laughs> <laughs> very funny. they they go to uh, a pride fest in Plainview Plainville yeah man. wherever that was yeah uh, and we get a, a pretty fantastic town province there, you go. there we go yeah. Yeah. Rhode a Island. pretty fantastic cameo. Uh, from I know him as the brother from Independence Day, Harvey Firestein. Thank you. Oh, which yeah. I mean, that which I got That's a very Joe thing. To I that's know. where you he know didn't him. Say from. Mrs. Doubtfire. That was the yeah. other one I was thinking of. Okay. But he's always the brother. But Harvey Firestein is he, awesome. He's, he's a famous playwright. He wrote the book for for Lakaja Fall, which you would oh, know really? is Birdcage, and he he has a yeah. very famous play called Torch Song Trilogy, which was turned into a very mediocre movie. Oh. Um, but the play is is really good. So like so the yeah. brother from Independence Day. Yeah. So I mean but but think about that. He like he he was writing the the play La Caja Faux I mean yeah. in in the 70s. Right. When was right? that? When the, so but the Birdcage was, was a huge movie adapted from that. Yeah. Was there a that's a remake though, right? Like, so it was, was there a French a, film there it is. and then okay. they made like three or four of them as French films okay. and then and then he, they took that and turned it into a stage musical which then became a huge hit, yeah. but it's also you know you. And he was look, in it. Harvey Firestein was in. Yeah. Oh, was he really? Mm-hmm. You, you could also look back at that and say, "There's it's kind of a straight washing version." Sure. Of, uh, you know, so it's. I like, mean, when you look at Nathan Lane and yeah, Robert, not Robert, Rob Robin Williams. Williams. Thank you. I was like Robert. De- you know, they oh, were supposed right. to play opposite. Oh, they they true crimed it. The yeah. True detective. Did. Yeah, they were. It was supposed to be the Robin Williams was going to play. <laughs> The, oh yeah, the way back, the, the way the, way back, yeah. the drag queen. Oh really? Character and and he was like, I think this might. I'd like to do it the other way. Okay. And and Nathan Lane was like sold, you know. <laughs> but look yeah. at, I mean, look at that movie and how mainstream the Birdcage was. Cage huge, was for right? sure. I don't yeah. think people today realize that was a massive, massive. It was a, yeah, it was a massive. Movie. It wasn't a big gay movie it was a huge movie right, right? mainstream so, massive so hit, yeah. i haven't watched that movie in a long time and i like the play i've seen the play but i haven't watched the movie in a long time and there's probably dated things with it too but sure. again you got to look at it at the time and how big it was and the representation so i think to the teaching whole, him to walk like john wayne that was great <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> that's so good what a great scene uh so yeah so they go to this pride fest and they take their relationship to a different level are you talking about the the sex scene? Yes. 
Okay, I think this is another really huge step for them to take because again, we do it twice too. But but this is the big one, right? This is, this well, is there's the, like there's the funny one where Aaron invites Bobby to go to the threesome, right? And Bobby's not having a good time, right? right. Uh, and they pull back, and of course, Aaron is getting blown by these two dudes. He's like, "I'm gonna go ahead and go." Yeah, yeah. And that's he's like, "Oh, you're leaving." And then yeah. there's the four way. Okay, but but this is the romantic love scene. Yes, right, very much. Which so. they they don't shy away from yeah. it. I mean, it, it's a very right. it's a sweet. Yeah, it's a well, very it's, it's well a, handled love scene. I, I mean, it sounds like maybe Bobby was the bottom and and Aaron was the top, and they f- they've they've switched it up, which I feel like I I don't know. Uh, maybe that's like a big deal in 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 having having that kind of sex. I have no it idea. Like it was for him. Uh, for who? For the Luke character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I felt like too. Is like he's asking him to do what he's going to do, and it was definitely like a very touching moment between those two. But it wasn't played for laughs. Like right. that's no. what I think was so was special in, in this mainstream rom com, right? And then and with all the great things that we've talked about for it, is they don't shy away from it and they let them have a love scene yeah. and it's intimate and Very it's much sweet. So. And you know, when it's all done and they're laying there, I mean it's 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 a sweet, touching moment. And it's just something that we haven't seen on a on a studio level. No, I agree. It's yeah, it's 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 no different than watching Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. Right. It's the exact same. It, it, why should it be? Right? right. And that's what I think is so special about this movie and all the things we've talked about for representation to the topics they handle. But when they put it out there and let them have a love scene, just like all the other romantic movies get to do. But know? I think the the larger takeaway should be that this is not an eat your vegetables experience. No. Right. Like no. this is a I, this is a laugh out loud funny movie. Yeah. I laughed out loud multiple, multiple times. times yeah. And I'm, I'm a hard laugh to get and, <laughs> and, and he's dead on the inside folks yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely you listen to the show you right. <laughs> so i mean you know so for for all of that stuff that's there that's good it's also like it's just a fun funny movie it also does this other stuff well it doesn't have to undermine that that part of the film sure, to sure, get sure. a laugh it that it's it's it right. never does that. That's exactly. It's the 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 love the stuff there. The romantic part of the romantic comedy is there. Yeah. yeah. And the um, the just the topics like we've talked about. They're not played for laughs or um, done in a mean spirited way to get right. laughs. Like in the past, other yeah oh yeah comedies have used uh, even an Apatow movie. Right. Sure. Apatow movies. I, I know mean, you're uh, gay because yeah. Right. right. Which I mean. God is dang it. <laughs> which is like it's 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 a very conflicting scene because you're watching yeah. going like I don't know but they're also it's also funny it's also but it's, it's also it's Rogan also like, Rogan and Rudd yeah you know so like they're two lovable dudes right they have this way of where it's not it yeah. doesn't seem like it's coming from a place of hatred no. but it's also like but the people that are going to watch it and pick up on it aren't yeah. necessarily going to be as nuanced sure right sure, so. sure but sure. the important part right. is that they know that right? right and like they've grown and people deserve a chance to grow yeah and looking at old movies no matter if it's 100 years 50 years 10 years through modern lenses is not fair because no, it wasn't the time it right. doesn't make them bad people or apatow just because it was in there it was acceptable was i mean there's a lot of things that were acceptable at, at all times of history mm-hmm. and weren't right but they were acceptable right and so you can only yeah grow and learn from that right okay. so they get close like that's this is a, they're a couple like that's the, they're gonna despite well, their best efforts correct they, they correct. end up falling they well, do. the, like big, they the, the big deal was that there is a guy that went to high school right. with 
Aaron, right? Aaron, okay. yeah, they played they, hockey together. They played hockey together, and he was supposedly straight, and they even run into it at the movies when him and Bobby are out. They run into him and his fiance. Well, they find out through just social media or something that he broke it off with his fiance, and he came out as gay. Right. And so Aaron has always had this crush on this guy and even told Bobby about it earlier. <laughs> so when they have this holiday party and I they're now thought- a kind of a couple and this guy shows up, he's like, what's your, situ- what's your view on monogamy and what and I, is like, this? I think and- that's a very good conversation to have because this entire but he has it but it's not a good conversation to have when, when you're drunk when you're Correct. face drunk Correct. like and that was Correct. the thing it was it wasn't from like an academic standpoint of like so what are your views on right 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 it's, it's like, like so i met this guy <laughs> and uh what are your thoughts <laughs> yeah you know and 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 bobby is like okay like we'll give it a shot and then <laughs> The four-way scene is really funny. The with well, yeah, because he says he's like, I don't want to just go off with him. I want us to be with him. But, yeah. but okay, so like that's an interesting point, right? Like yeah. he, Aaron is not saying I want. I just want to sleep with. I I want this new experience with you. Right. I'm not leaving you behind. Right. I like, want to do this with you, which I do think is 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 better well i think aaron's coming from a place of not being in a relationship or wanting one at all this is a big step for him to be in this long term longish term few months or whatever with with bobby and right. so i think he's trying to do his best to not just totally give in to his base instincts right. but like you know he's and, trying you know, to when when the straight community looks askance at this sort of stuff from the gay community right let's just be very frank if men could get women to fuck off like this, they totally would, right? So, like, if if you live in an ecosystem where it's only men, that then th- this is what sex would will look like. Yeah. And if you could get women to think like men, then that's what straight relationships would could look be. like. And if you think otherwise, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, then there's this other... Steven, I think, was his name. Oh, my gosh. Who this just guy keeps trying up. to interject himself into yeah. this. And they're just the like... he pushes himself in. He's oh like, hey, God, it's so great. It's very funny. And then uh, the, the buddy comes in, like, while they're in the middle of having this... Yeah. This, well... Henry, the really funny... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, hi, Steven. And he was like... And, like, runs away. But... <laughs> s- one of the 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 big plot the big um the the thing that like gives you your your conflict is bobby says my entire life my dad they all accepted me yeah, this is a good scene i think and, they, and you I, know where it's going right yeah, like and I, the you're talking about the the speech on the beach yeah where he yeah. says they told me yeah. to, they told yeah. me to tone it they and all you, accepted me but and they i told feel me like to tone it down and, this and, this scene as good as it is there is no acting going on in this scene. No, I think, I think he's this is totally him describing his life. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. Is this after the mom thing? No, no, no. This is before okay. the mom okay. thing. So Sorry. he tells him this. He says, yeah. my dad, my parents accepted me, but they always told me, dial it back, dial it back. The thing I liked about the beach scene is how it ends with, and they were wrong. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I yeah. ignored them. Right. Because I didn't know what else to do. And I was right and they were wrong. Yeah. And, and then also... And Aaron accepts that. And he's also bummed because his parents didn't live long enough to see it. Right. That, that like, he, you know... Yeah, his parents are wrong. both gone. Yeah. Right. He's an orphan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. an orphan. But, no, you know, it's... adopt him. Yeah. It's, it's funny because... Not funny, but interesting because it's like, you know, they talk sometimes about how the universal is in the specific, right? Yeah. And it's like, so that's a very specific experience to a gay man. But I also like I really related with everything he was saying. Well, yeah, you said that like earlier, parents' yeah. acceptance. Like, yeah, yeah, because it's like like my family was like, and, and I know this isn't. I'm not oppressed, and I know <laughs> that this isn't related to sexual orientation. But my family was definitely like, 
No, take the job at the grocery store. Don't go be a DJ at an FM rock station. Right. What future could that possibly hold for you? No, don't go work at the rock club in East St. Louis. That's not a future. And it's like, and I, but I ignored it and I did it That's anyway. So funny you and everything that. led to you and, to where you are. And I was right and they were wrong. So it's like, you know, like I, while I know nothing of the, of, the oppression or being, you know, shat on by society it, the way a, the way a gay man would. I, but I totally related to, to well, everything. To what he was saying. Yeah. Everything you just said is I think of as Kevin Smith said this one time. He said, for the longest time, people would ask me why. Why are you going to do that? Why would you do that? And I just started asking myself, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't? And that's how I got, honestly, that's how I got here. Yeah. So, but yeah, parents not understanding is because well, they want what's best for you, and what's best is is the safe choice. They or think not, it's it's not best, but it's the it, quote unquote smart choice. It's yeah, the, it feels safer to go like yeah, you could probably end up a manager at a grocery store. That seems like a pretty pretty solid existence, and yeah. it's safe, and it feels achievable in the way introducing Jim Blossom records doesn't. Hey now. Right? So, uh, you know. <laughs> He's like, "Wait a minute. <laughs> you say Jim Blossoms?" Um, but yeah, it was that's a really good scene. It is. So, you and know, I think Billy Eichner's actually really good in this movie. Yeah. And I say that not yes. thinking that I ever thought he was bad, but I didn't know Billy we, Eichner could act like that. We don't yeah. know him as any other character but the the Parks right. and Rec Billy. But on that's the what I'm saying. Yeah. I, and, yeah, yeah. and this was a great showcase of his yeah. dramatic talents. And not only is he very funny as we know he can be, but he gets to do some heavy lifting. And yeah. he's really good. In he's those really scenes. good. And I think what you said. I mean, I, he's speaking from the heart. I'm not trying to disparage his performance by saying it's not acting. Right. I'm just saying I don't think it's very far afield from his personal experience. Uh, he sure. wrote the movie, so right. like that's it. Probably it's, not. It's not in the unfair same to in say. the same way that like as good as Pete Davidson was in, in King of Staten, Staten Island. Island like well, there wasn't a difficult. It wasn't a long walk. It wasn't a it wasn't yeah. a stretch for him yeah. to be but that I, character. But yeah, seeing is that he wrote it. I think it's very fair because it's like, yeah. well, he wrote himself to say these things. And where did he get those ideas? You know, right. I, and Apatow's good with finding the comedians and and bringing that personal story Getting out of heart. them. Because you King of Staten Island, Trainwreck. This is forty. Um, yeah, like it's funny people. Yeah, like, I, and I, yeah. I know funny people kind of gets shit on it's but like two movies it is yeah. but i think yeah. that's got a lot of heart to it yeah you know so, so christmas time yeah they, meet the, they meet the family and of course we know that we know that bobby has said they told me to tone it down and what's the first thing out of aaron's mouth yeah. is can you tone it down well heartbreaking it is and it's just like oh and, that's and, a, and you know it's coming bobby's you know just being coming. himself and, and and his parents even though maybe they're a little more closed-minded there's she's still enjoying being around him like aaron's the only one that has this idea of really like you need to right. not do what you're doing and bobby's like yeah she's loving the tour she's i mean Everyone's having a good time, but and Aaron the, has the this dinner. It's the dinner scene that pushes it yeah. over the edge. But you can tell, growing up, Aaron has dealt with a lot yes. of conflicting stuff with his parents, and so he's got this idea of you have to be this certain way because that's how he grew up. Right. Yeah. So it leads to a massive blow up between the two, and they kind of go in their separate directions. Bobby goes to the club that they've met, and he just so happens to walk into the back, and who is Aaron making out with but the dude from the hockey team. Right. But it's very much, we see it before Bobby goes out there, and Aaron's very much, I can't, I'm not going to do yeah, this. He, yeah, but, I'm not saying right or wrong, but we do see at least the, to preface it that he's like, no, I can't, whatever, and then they just they do. They do. And, and of course, Bobby sees that first. Sees this, yeah. the, right. But also, why did he put himself in that situation if he didn't? You know what I mean? Like it's a catch twenty two. Aaron knew where he was going and yeah. who he was going there with. So even if he says, you know what I mean? It's a right. 
It, it is what it, you know. Yeah. He made a mistake. Yeah, right. That's, exactly. that's the bottom line. So they they break up. Like that's that's the end of that. Bobby is he goes um, to the gym to get ripped which, and. Yeah. Oh my God! That's, that's the, hey, bro. Yeah, <laughs> when he puts on, <laughs> hey, bro, what do you got? <laughs> Putting some weights oh, on there. There's, there's, there's actually the there's, a, there's actually a funnier. I think it was in the trailer yeah. where the guy <laughs> he asked him to spot him. And he's like, I got you, I got you. And he's like, the guy's like, Hey, can you spot me? He's like, Nope. And yeah. like he can't he can't pick up. There's the I went back and saw some ad spots. There's a lot of stuff that didn't make it in. This is a two hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> when they're and then of course they they hook up. But Bobby's Bobby. doing this tough like, guy like voice, bro, like bro. bro voice. He yeah. puts his hat on backwards oh like the other lifter has on, and then they hook up, and then afterwards, like their pillow he, talk, he, he just, uses his real voice. He's like, oh, my God. The guy's like, what was that? What happened to your voice? He's like, oh, oh. I'm sorry. I just yeah. thought he's like, you get out of here right now. <laughs> and he was like, if I would have used my real voice, he's like, yeah, I would have still hooked up with you. And he's like, Well, he oh. said maybe. Maybe, maybe. He said maybe. I but thought then, he said he was like, yeah, yeah. But it also like it wasn't they, very convincing. Uh, have, it was like uh, maybe. maybe. I, maybe. Took it, I took it more because they're trying to make the point though of don't change for anyone. No, I didn't. Yeah, but I exactly. I, I I agree. But I also think the point is it's like yeah, I like know. I do like not everybody's gonna be people like what they like. That's when he, okay. When he sees the Streisand poster and he was like, oh yeah, really? like, he was like yeah. That's yeah. That's that's why it's one of my favorite scenes of the movie because yeah. it kind of hammer hammers down the movie's message without. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's that's exactly what I. Uh, yeah, I really liked that too. Where it's like, yeah, don't change. Don't right. just be yourself. And if that person doesn't like you, this guy, maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't have. He says he would, but it doesn't matter. Like, if people won't like you for who you are, then you're not meant to be with that right. person. It's okay. Yeah, you exactly. don't have to like everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll just. I'll kind of speed through this. They uh, they break up. The the. Well, the and museum. Aaron Aaron has this through line earlier where he says, "I couldn't be myself. I wanted to make these chocolates." Right, right, and, right. You know, this big, strong, tough guy because Aaron is very masculine. Very, very much you know, so. works out of the gym, sports, he's and all ripped stuff, sports, yeah. all that. And so he's like, "Me making chocolates," and and Bobby says to him at that point, he's like, "Why not? Why can't you make your chocolates? You do whatever like, you want, right? It doesn't exactly. matter." Yeah. So the the museum is opening. Like it, they get uh, the the one scene we did not Bo talk and about, Yang. which was just great. He goes to Bo and Yang, <laughs> and and he's this eccentric millionaire or billionaire. He has all this money. He needs five million from the museum, and Aaron's a financial guy. And so when just when you think he's not going to get the money, Aaron steps says, up, steps up, and says, "Hey, we'll do whatever you want." And ends up being this roller coaster <laughs> of gay demon. drama or yeah, something. It's yeah, horrible it's... <laughs> idea, but very funny. And I'm like, please show that later. And, and it comes back. They do, but yeah. they get the five million. They can open the museum. Right. So the museum's going all. It, it's going to open. They, they have Bobby and Aaron have gone their separate ways at this point, um, and they. I think Bobby, no, Aaron must see it somewhere that it's that it's opening, and they decide. I think this he texts. I think he texts. He's having the Aaron is having a conversation with his brother, who I got to tell you can't figure that out. He the brother must be adopted, right? Oh, just because he looks so different. I mean, a lot different. Yeah, could and, be. And yeah. mom and dad are like. Mayo White. Yeah, you know? I mean, who knows? It's just <laughs> but, hard to but say. They, but, yeah. but they're brothers, and he's like, just text him. Like, what no. are you? You're stupid. What? Why are you so dumb? So he. Well, I like you. You can see they've been distant for so long. Yeah, and you realize there that- is a. I'm telling you, there's like weird time jumps because the last time we see them, we see Aaron and Bobby together. It's Christmas, oh, and that's the big blow up with Bobby is being himself, and the mom's a school teacher, and he's. But saying- then they, but then they see each other at a bar later, and he said like they have this discussion uh, outside the bar, but they're not. 
like there's no snow on the ground they're wearing like lighter clothes so there's like a big time gap between those two scenes I mean, it jumps around sure and, and there's a lot of stuff i think cut it's, out of the movie global warming also yeah. true yeah. <laughs> but the big blow up that breaks them up is with the parents and yeah. not letting bobby be who he is and they get into a they're they're both in the wrong i would yeah, say yeah. in this situation yeah. i mean right? bob even says he's like yeah i went out of my way to be too much yeah, yeah and, he owns that yeah, yeah so it's like in this scene it's hard to watch because yeah aaron's saying tone it down all this stuff which is totally wrong to do but then bobby's being a total jerk and not respecting where he's like you know my this you know like there was a middle ground there and he, both of them were wrong but that's the big blow up and the mom is a second grade teacher and bobby's like why won't you teach the kids about the gay stuff which and, is like that's a topic going on right now yeah. right I mean, in school criti- critical race theory all that very stuff much is, so and you know she's like i think they're a little young and he's like oh, okay agree to disagree but, but <laughs> yeah. no i can't what you know when he keeps going and it's a big blow up moment yeah so the the final scene of this movie is um aaron decides i'm gonna go i'm gonna go you know, they text each other and he was like hey do you want to meet up later and he was like yeah sure it's very much like the grinder conversation the the bare bones conversation well, they have like, this cute it's their little meat cute thing where he's just like hey what's up you know yeah, it's just very right, basic right, right. kind of a text message yes. they do throughout yeah. the movie aaron takes it upon himself talking to the brother the brother's like you need go. to go win him back doing the whole yeah. like right. you know, go make a big <laughs> run to the airport the big yes, show exactly. whatever the cliche thing is yes, you know the big thing but he, he decides i'm gonna make those chocolates i'm gonna be true to myself i'm gonna be a chocolatier and i'm gonna make them for the open is that really what people that make chocolate are called, yeah, called chocolatiers yeah. i had no yeah. idea yeah. <laughs> when they well, said that, I thought they were just making up a word. No, no, that's a word. <laughs> yes. Have you ever watched Willy Wonka? I'm pretty sure they Do they say use the word chocolatier in Willy Wonka? Well, even in, yeah, I'm pretty sure in both versions, but if you watch the new one? No. Oh, okay. So I was going to say, it's uh, in a song. crazy? It is like Willy Wonka, no. the amazing chocolatier. Tim Burton yeah. movie post-Batman? I like the Willy Wonka Tim Burton. But <laughs> I liked it. I, I don't get great. why people hate it. It's very true to the source material, yeah. and I think it, it's good and weird in all the right ways. Deep Roy, you know, it's all good. But anyway, <laughs> way, they, another they, subject. They get we'll to, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right. The the, yeah, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. That's the story I've always wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, burning maybe, question. Maybe, uh, who knows? Maybe Paul King just wants funding for the third Padding, for a third Paddington movie. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah, a one for me, one for them. Yeah. So he, you know, the the. The uh, the museum goes off without a hitch. It's going wonderful. You've got the the the, the hall of gay trauma. Like you know, you've got people coming out yeah. of that. You see the Bowen and Yang's idea. They yeah, actually they did. actually did it. He's standing he, like Whoa. everything. Everything was great until 2016. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, but he's given a big speech at the and then the here, opening. here comes Aaron. Who Come, just performed Doja Cat or something or Dua Lipa? He's yeah. just like they don't show it, but he's like, "Thank you." They had some huge star there. Yeah, I wonder if they. I wonder if that was like we'll just throw a name out there and see if see we if can they get will, yeah. and if they can't, we'll just say it that was they very were just funny. Referencing off stage, like "Thank you, Dua Lipa." Yeah. It was just so we get this song, and it's very. It, you know, Aaron has said earlier in the movie that his favorite genre is country. So that was a good joke. Bob, that was a Bobby writes kind of like a country, like a Garth Brooks style. Well, he says his favorite. Garth his, Brooks is musician is Garth Brooks. Yeah, and he's and like then Garth Bobby Brooks. even introduces it as like the famous gay icon Garth Brooks. <laughs> like it's such a random choice. If you but, ever get a chance, Tom Segura from your mom's house has like a beef. My mom's house? Your mom's house. Okay. Has like a beef with Garth Brooks. What? Okay. And it's the like to the point where Garth Brooks had to turn off comments in his like comment section. Oh, all because Segura's all of the all of your mom's to... house people went there oh, and started geez. like asking him like you know where are the bodies, Garth? Oh and, my god, <laughs> it's great. I can't. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, 
so yeah, so, so they, he wrote they, this they, song for him. You see him doing this, and we don't know how it's going to be used. But as soon as Aaron shows up, Bobby's like, "I wasn't going to do this. I was never going to have it like right ready to go." I Bobby, will yeah. say <laughs> he, he had even trained other people to <laughs> play, play the on the song. With I, I, we're going to do that thing, but yeah. he's like, "I wasn't going to do this, but now I have a reason to." It's a but very, I will also <laughs> say that feels like very much the sort of thing you see in a romantic, romantic comedy, comedy right? Absolutely, like, yeah. pretty much, yeah. absolutely. So it goes off without a hitch. It's a it's a good sweet song. Like yes. he does a good job performing. And Billy Eichner's got a pretty good yeah. voice. He sounds like he yeah. sings it like Garth Brooks. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. For and sure. like I mean, he, it was Garth Brooks, right? Uh, Garth Brooks is the guy that Aaron said he liked. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was just making sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not a big country guy, but I was. Because, but sure. he was watching Brad Paisley. That's what that's what was. Yeah. Yes. There was something confusing <laughs> yeah, I, about that. I, I thought that like he would like something a little newer than Garth I, Brooks. Like, like it, it felt like whatever. something someone who doesn't know anything about country would say. Right. I know that one guy. Yeah. Yeah. But that's funny because yeah, I remember seeing Brad Paisley when he's looking something up, and that's why I was confused because he said Garth Brooks, <laughs> so I know what he looks like, yeah, and I'm like, that's not. Okay. I don't know. But he so, sings the song. It's very sweet. And the lyrics are all about their relationship and yes. all the things we've seen in the movie. And it's a and, great... And uh, they come back together. And there's a moment where Billy Eichner gets down on one knee. Again, very <laughs> romantic comedy. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, you know, will you date me for three months? And then we reassess. And, and he's, he's like, like yes, 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 I will date you for three months. <laughs> he takes a ring from someone else in this huge yeah, gaudy, costume jewelry. Yeah, right. Thing, yeah. And and that's how that you know we get a, a flash forward to three months later and the museum is doing fantastic. And, oh, the, and the, the, the mom joke, is walking through the through the joke that they uh, they come back on like during the movie. Uh, Aaron basically says like this museum's kind of boring. I mean, you're, you've got all this great history and stuff, but yeah. where's the fun in it? And then uh, and then Bobby's like, "What do you want? Night at the Gay Museum?" And, and it's that's just a throwaway get. joke, right? But then it comes <laughs> yeah. back, and Ben Stiller actually recorded something. There was a joke about There's Amy ben, Schumer ben playing Amy Eleanor Sh- Ru- Roosevelt, and then yeah. you've got Keenan Thompson, Thompson's and there. then there's Seth, Seth Myers is Harvey yeah. Milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah so, so and then they actually introduced <laughs> that section of the wing as Night at the Gay Museum. Yes, it was a very funny follow up on what seemed like a throwaway game. Did yeah. Billy Eichner ever write for SNL? I don't, I don't think uh, so. I, the only reason I ask, I mean, I feel like those are some pretty big SNL guys. But Billy Eichner's pretty but he's, that's wired true. I guess he's, he's a pretty big in the comedic. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah, a that's big true. comedian. So. And getting those. I mean, he got Paul Rudd and Jack Black to do. I mean, he does all the celebrities on the street, right? So like, Oh, sure, sure, sure. He gets a lot of big names. Riding and, in the car yeah. with Metallica. Yeah. That was pretty funny. And I mean, he was on a show with Amy Poehler. Mm. Also a good point. So that's fair. How long yeah. was he even on that show? Uh, he was on the last, I think, three or four seasons. He comes in about the halfway point. Okay. Believe, yeah. Okay. And so we get the we see Aaron's mom walking uh, a second grade class through, and she's like, "This is wonderful. Like, this is such a good idea." Uh, and then, like, kind of the end of the movie is like, "Well, it's been three months. Like, would you like to reassess?" Well, and that like, tag was really funny too. When she goes, to, <laughs> "This thing like scans you or does a questionnaire or something about how what percent might yes. you be, or where are you on the scale?" And it's like, "You're a." Point two bisexual. <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> uh, which was a callback, I guess, maybe to the you're saying unmarried with married children. with children. She comes out as gay. Okay, so yeah, maybe, yeah. but it's just a funny thing. But to she work. she has like she is the Ned Flanders to yeah. Al Bundy's Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, so then they, they talk about kids. Yeah. And that's how it ends. Where yeah, where Aaron's like, Do you ever want kids? And he's like, No. no. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, come on. And it's very sweet. I just I think the relationship was really sweet handled well it was a very funny movie i i liked both of them i thought they had good chemistry i did like the actor i totally hear you i, just, I, I think whatever. it was very charismatic obviously it's super handsome and he's a hallmark love interest guy right, right, like, right, right. perfect yeah. casting i really enjoyed it no i think this is i i i miss rated r comedies yeah that's kind yeah. of where i that's where i land is like i think rated r comedies when done right are 
amazing. So, yeah. And this is a this is a great. This example. is a big this gamble. A great, it's a huge Universal gamble. To, and it does not appear to be paying off. Oh no, really? Which is a shame. Yeah, oh. the box office is really yeah. dang. But like, it actually kind of hurts me that it's totally not man. Yeah. I get well, that. But you know, hopefully, what they do is they take this as an opportunity to. I mean, they did something with this movie, right? Yeah. They made a statement. They put this movie out. This is a movie. I mean, first of all, not even just because of the two gay leads and the subject matter, but comedies now are dumped on streaming. That's they where are. comedies yeah. go, yeah. right? People are not going to the theater for comedies because they know that they can watch 100 on Netflix. There's one every week or three a week that come out on streaming. And if you, you don't bre- see it, Break up your binging of Dahmer yeah. with like, yeah. comedy. But if you don't see it in the theaters in a few weeks, it's on streaming, right? Speaking so, of LGBTQ. Off, that's off a big, the tag. They had, they yeah. had to remove the tag. Yeah, yeah that's, that's probably a not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but the point is, is that they studios are not releasing comedies in theaters. They're yeah. going straight to streaming, and this is a movie where that shouldn't have been relegated to streaming. Yeah, it's important no. enough. It's historic and yeah. it's content and what they do with it. And I'm glad they put it out there and hopefully they don't write it off as, oh, this was a bad decision. Hopefully they knew that it's not just because subject matter. Comedies well, just aren't. Uh, I also, like I also think October and I, you know, I've. We've got these horror movies out. That's what I'm saying. Like, and it has well, been a murderer's row of horror movies yeah. recently. They've been yeah. really good. And I, I, don't, I don't, I just don't know about the timing, right? Yeah. Like you've got Smile that I think it also was getting really good reviews and was doing really well and, and like you said it's october and yeah. people are going to go see a horror flick over a romantic comedy yeah so i hope they don't take the wrong lessons I, it, it's a good movie yeah. no it's a very if good movie. It, i think it would have embarrassed me at least in august sure, sure august sure, sure. was it or was it september i think september there was like nothing came out yeah. it seemed like yeah, yeah. Wish I, they would. but on the flip side do we really think people were out there saying do i go see smile or do i go see bros i don't That's, know i don't know I also I honestly don't think it's don't the best title. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get what they're doing with it, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's but, I love it. I, I, <laughs> I would say it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Go see it. Not not just because, not just to not just to support a movie that's kind of a historic moment, but go see it because it's a great movie. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, it's not an eat your vegetables no, experience. This no. is a fun, funny movie. That's think, what makes it so clever. Like yeah. you said, the thing that makes it great is that it doesn't have to stray from the conventions. Right. Right. This is a movie about human beings. Yeah. In a relationship. Yeah, they and take, so they, they take the template and just work their own story into the template, which is yeah. great. It just shows because people are people no matter what. Right. It yep. doesn't have to be. Oh, why does this seem like every other romantic comedy? Every other romantic comedy <laughs> seems like every other romantic <laughs> right, comedy. Exactly, exactly. There's no reason this yeah. can't work. It is. For this it is story. rare that something breaks that mold yeah. for sure. But this movie does in its own ways. Yes. Yeah. It's very clever, yes. very smart and important, but not in an eat your vegetables way. Yeah. In an entertaining way. Yeah. For sure. So anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And uh, Matt, where can they find you? On Twitter at FilmGuy619. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Perry used to love Billy. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.